Hello everyone, I am Mariah Parsons, I'm your host. If you are new to Learn to Listen, welcome, and if you are a regular listener, thank you. Learn to Listen is a mental health and wellness podcast designed to encourage vulnerability in storytelling and to empower through empathy. If you like the show, please, please, please go subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I also have built out our social media. Um, So we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, the whole, you know, every channel, omni-channel experience, wherever you like to find your content best, it's there for you. So hello, everyone. Welcome to Learn to Listen. Today, we are joined by Jenny Sitchell. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being here. I am so excited to chat with you. It has been a long time coming that we've been trying to make this work. So I'm so happy that we can finally sit down to do it. I am like so excited for this. I have just been like waiting. I think I don't even know how long we've known each other at this point. I know. So but, long. like, like, <laughs> It's just, I, I feel like we've like kept crossing paths, but never mm-hmm. actually had a chance to sit down and chat. So yeah. this is like really awesome for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, so a little bit of background, Jenny and I were connected through Athletes for Hope, um, nonprofit that we both work with that really elevates athletes, their story, their mission. Um, and so we've been on like panels together. We've had conversations with each other that have been like mm-hmm. public or have been, um, like with other panelists that have been great. But yeah, it's funny because like one-on-one, we've never gotten the chance to sit sit down and like just get to chat. So I'm, I was so excited. I was, I've been looking forward to this. I don't know how long it's been, maybe like two years, two years, three years, yeah, two years. Three? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. I remember like, seeing, I remember seeing you on, and this is slight tangent, but I remember seeing you on like the athletes for hope, like mental health ambassadors thing mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god another rower okay that is so fun because I had the same thought when you came across like my page or my whatever whatever I was scrolling through um <laughs> I was like oh my god and like uh Paralympic rower too I was like that's freaking cool mm-hmm. um which we're definitely gonna get into but it I, it might it, it might have be three years because that's when I started doing work with athletes for hope and I feel like okay. that's when um it that's was kind of when the mental health like things started I feel like yes it yes it is so it's close to three years if not yeah yeah exactly um yeah. Okay. So fun. Um, before we dive into like your athletic background, I want to go on a little tangent because we were just talking about it on this call. And I literally said, I was like, pause, we need to get this. Um, we need to get this recorded because I want to know more and I'm sure other people will want to know more as well. But so you've started, like you've picked up acting on the side a little bit, right? Like as a, like a hobby for film. Yes. Yeah. For film. So like walk us through that. Have you always, and walk us through what you do for your job as well. I think that would be helpful context. So I have the best story about how I got started with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically I've always wanted to go into acting kind of like I always wanted to go to the Olympics, Paralympics, Mm -hmm. but I never wanted to say anything to anyone because A, Uh, I didn't want to jinx it, which is also part of my mental health thing. But (laughs) B, um, I didn't want anybody to kind of say, oh, you want to go into acting? That's a really hard like area Mm. to get into. Or like, oh, you want to go to the Olympics? Oh, not not too many people do that. Why don't you go become a doctor, Jenny? You have good grades. Like go for something a little more like achievable Mm -hmm. um, per se. Or like like, you don't want to be living on the street and like (laughs) not make any money. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I never really told anybody about either of those. Um, And then in 2016, I made it to the Paralympics, Rio Paralympics, and won a silver medal there, which we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. Um, But after the Rio Games, we all got invited down to Washington. All of the Paralympians and Olympians got invited down to Washington, D.C. to meet the president. And so uh, I met the president. I met the now president, Joe Biden. Um, and let so me just cool. say, Obama and Michelle are really tall. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> yeah, that's anyways, so fun. Back to the story. But basically, uh, along with this whole meeting the president thing, they had an athlete career education summit mm, um, okay. at the hotel that we were staying at. And so I went to the first nights, like mingling, networking, network so with fun. a guy from Team Toyota. And I was like, well, oh, this is going to be great. I'm oh going to get gosh. like sponsorship 
I'm a coxswain in Paralympic Road. You're not going to get a sponsorship. Yeah. Anyway, Especially so, from like Toyota. But... <laughs> like that, that doesn't really line up, but like anything in rowing. But it's really, it's really fun that you like wanted that. Correct. But you know, dream big, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. then the next day I go into like the luncheon after, it was after lunch, kind of before the afternoon session. And I see the guy from Team Toyota and I'm like, I'm going to seal the deal. He's sitting at a table with two other people. I'm going to go up, seal the deal, like get this like networking down. And so I walk up to the table and just at the point of no return, I realize it's not the Team Toyota guy. No. Literally, we had already like made eye contact. Jenny, no. I still so believe this has happened. Yeah, it's happened to I everyone, literally, at least. Well, so I walk up to him and I go, hi, my name's Jenny. I'm here to meet people. <gasps> Savage. What an open <laughs> like just thought of it like spur of the moment and so he's like oh hi Jenny and he invited me to sit down with him and his two colleagues and talked a little bit about who he was I give him a little bit of background on me and I'm like okay you know what I am never gonna see this guy again yeah I'm just gonna go for it and so I started telling him oh I have this secret dream to become an actress and, love it and, and like I just started go ahead yeah no I was gonna say like you have nothing to lose too like that's right? a stranger like that's so fun I love that I was like oh my god I'm never gonna see this guy again like I don't know who he is like great so um turns out I was wrong because <laughs> he was the networking 101 instructor oh my gosh at the conference at Whoa. the summit so later on that afternoon I go to the networking 101 event and he invites <laughs> oh. me up on stage oh. in front of all of the Olympians and Paralympians and goes, I want to introduce you to someone who networked perfectly with me before. Oh, this is Jenny. God. And Jenny has a dream of becoming an actress. And if she follows up with me tomorrow, I'll introduce her to some people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I walked out of that like session and all of these Olympians and Paralympians who I like respected so much were like oh my god good luck on your acting career that's awesome oh like good god. luck good luck and I was like wait people actually support this wait and... that's like a perfect storm though right like, oh my god because you were nervous about like yeah disclosing that you wanted to be an actor and like you were like so nervous I'm gonna jinx it so you were like okay you know what lowest stakes possible so you thought yeah told the um the I, I don't know if you said his name but told him that yeah. you wanted to be yeah. an actor just like fly the whim right like you're just making conversation I'm just why like the why not? the hell not yeah and then wow brings you up on stage and like discloses <laughs> that you want to be an actor in front of like all of your like colleagues at the point like all these yeah. um Paralympians and Olympians and like for them then to turn around and be like that's so cool like good luck that uh -huh. that's a really fulfilling moment I'm sure Oh, totally. Um, and so then that winter, actually, that was like October. Uh -huh. um, and then I think it was January, I signed up for my first acting class. Wow. Okay. 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 So <laughs> where did this, because like, okay, so I feel like acting, I want, I want to get your opinion on this. Yeah. I feel like acting is one of those things that like, because we're so entertainment centric as like a society, mm -hmm. I feel like everyone growing up kind of has like a little bit of a dream to like, be an yeah. actor or like be a celebrity yeah. make it big would you agree yeah. with that okay, okay oh I still have that dream there's some inkling that I'm like you know what I'm watching a show I'm like what if what if I was on that show like it's <laughs> yeah just, it's something that's so funny to explore and like there's so so many little things that like go into like perfect timing perfect person like knowing people connections yeah. where you are in life like that it's like oh maybe maybe you could yeah right? that's exactly it it was just oh, like man. You know what, like, and it was the same thing that happened to me with the Paralympics. Like, uh -huh. I'm just going to create opportunity for myself. And yeah. if, like, the door opens and I decide to walk through, great. Yeah. Like, so but good. I'm going to get in front of all those doors um, and hope that one opens kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, what do I have to lose, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, I think that's such a great, like, outlook in life. Mm -hmm. It's just like getting like I love what you said getting in front of doors um to yeah. like, create those opportunities and if you see an opportunity to like go for it because that's when you know you never know what what could happen like I I very much relate to that in my career um because I definitely thought I was like going the stem route and now I'm in business yeah. and so like 
Oh, going from <laughs> yeah going from thinking I was going to medical school for yep. the greater you know half of my like pretty much majority of my life until yeah. like last year of college and then being like oh, I don't want to do that actually and now I'm in business and loving it so like the opportunities um mm-hmm. I think I'm the same way in the way I look at life I'm like oh I get an opportunity why not explore what it's all yeah. about um yeah. if you don't like it you don't like it but at least you know right at least you've tried um mm-hmm. and it's like I think right now like what I would love to do and this is the first time I'm really saying it but I'm like you know what let me put it out there um yeah what would be so cool with the sort of acting and film and everything like that I would love to like host a show um and interview people or Mm -hmm. do things like that like because I really like hearing other people's stories yeah and I really like bringing that positivity into the world yeah. Um, and so that would be like, oh my God, amazing. Or even just like hosting a game show or something would be so cool. Um, yes. But next up on my schedule is actually, I'm going to sign up for an improv class this winter. Ooh. Okay. 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 We're going, we're going to continue this tangent because <laughs> you don't know what you just said. I love talk shows so much. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Jimmy Fallon. I'm obsessed yeah. with like, I will watch, like if I just I have meet... a funny story for you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't tell me you met him. Cause I'll literally melt. No. Oh my God. Um, okay. So I, for one of the world rowing indoor championships, I was out in LA. Uh-huh. Um, and so I went to it and, and while I was out there, I was like, well, why not get free tickets to one of these talk shows? Like, and so you had to go online and like say, and so I I saw Jimmy Kimmel was filming. And I, so I went online to like the ticket place and I was Mm like, Oh, um," they asked two questions. It was like, why are you a Jimmy Kimmel super? Or what do you want to see Jimmy talk about? Like, Uh, why, why do you want to be like watching the show? And then also who was someone from his band? okay so like prove that you're a fan yeah okay Mm. so google because i've never actually seen a jimmy kimmel show um i go to bed at 8 (laughs) p.m and wake up i was waking up at like 4 a.m for 5 a.m practice i've Uh never actually seen a jimmy kimmel show i don't know anyone in his band yeah i i don't know anyone but it'd be fun so google Mm -hmm. um and then i also said well i would love to see a paralympian on your show because Mm. there's never been one yeah Oh my God, don't tell um, me you got to go on the show. Well, so I oh didn't get to go on the show. Okay, okay. But I got, I went by myself. I got tickets to the show, um, went by myself. And when you go by yourself to these, they often, if you like are, I don't even know if I was good enough looking, who knows, who freaking cares. But I sat in the first row um, wow. of the like kind of thing, the auditorium uh-huh. there. And it, during one of the commercial breaks, Jimmy Kimmel goes, who's from out of town yeah so I raised my hand mm-hmm. and he picked on me and we had a two minute banter <gasps> back and forth two to three minute banter with Jimmy Kimmel back and forth to the point that when I left the show I had someone in the audience be like oh so how did they prep you for that like oh plant? my god and that I was is like so cool no I literally just like you know like I don't really get starstruck and Oh my God. If he's going to quit that me. I'm going to quit that him. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, he was for like, sure. oh, so you've never actually seen one of my shows. And I'm like, nope. Oh my God. I love it. That's so fun. Oh my God. Yay. I also, oh. Jimmy Kimmel is like a great <laughs> one. Yeah. I, see, like, I've watched little clips. Um, I haven't like ever watched like a full show just because timing, but like, I'll literally, That's like, yeah. I could watch. I've watched, I don't even know. Like, my YouTube history is probably like it's so funny to look at because I there's like definitely I think it was during COVID where like I went and like to mm-hmm. I got obsessed with Marvel because I'd never seen the movies and so I was yeah. watching every single interview of a talk show and like yes of all the cast and so I love that I and I got like same time where I was like of course I got obsessed with Jimmy Fallon too I was like he's so funny yeah. um oh and god. so like then I, oh my god I've seen like I could like pinpoint like different little um like clips or games he does with celebrities mm-hmm. but it goes back to like I would love to t- like also host a talk show I feel like that'd be so fun like Wouldn't I feel like that's amazing? kind of what I do like now with this podcast yeah it's no like, it totally is that awesome. people um it's just not in front of people and so like you saying you love talk shows and like I should honestly try and get to be in an audience um of a talk show oh my god it's so much fun it's so worth it you can do new york or la usually yeah um and they're totally free you just go online and like sign up for tickets Mm -hmm. um and it's awesome it's so much fun 
I should do that. Yeah. Okay. You're inspiring me to do so many things. (laughs) I'm like, next thing I know, I'm going to like be texting and be like, so, um, I signed up for like these classes, (laughs) these talk shows, (laughs) like all of these things. Um, I'll do your headshots for you. Yeah. Oh my God, please. You just got to get a good camera. Yeah. I'll do your headshots for you. Honestly, iPhone, like could probably do it. Like I feel like they could do everything these days. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fun. Okay. So last question about acting, or at least I think last question. Um, (laughs) Like, cause you said you don't get starstruck, but do you get nervous for acting? Cause I feel like I would be like, oh, I'd be so in my head of being like, this is not what I like. This is not good. (laughs) Especially improv. Like I would get nervous with improv. I feel like I get less nervous with improv. Oh my God. I think that I get more nervous like when I have to audition for something. Mm, That's when I get really nervous. Like when I have to go in front of a camera and like we did a couple mock auditions in one of my classes and I just remember like hearing something or like even I did one actual like mock audition for the class and the I was gonna do it in a southern accent which weirdly I have a really good southern accent um, oh I've never lived in the south I also have a really good Minnesotan accent that's because my have, mom I'm so bad Minnesota, at accents can you teach me I'm like, so bad so funny so okay. um but I heard overheard the teacher the director um saying oh yeah I don't want to hear this in a southern accent to one of the other actresses mm. And that got in my head, like, don't do it in a Southern accent. So then I was like, I didn't do it in a Southern accent. And I didn't get the part uh, because I like adjusted suddenly and self-doubted and that kind of thing. And that's happened twice to me now in mm. auditions. Um, and I'm just like, just go in and do you at this point. Yeah. Like, go in, be you, do what you're planning on doing. If it's not what they're looking for, it's not what they're looking for. But don't like suddenly adjust. And so I think having that mentality has helped me kind of ease the nerves a little bit. Mm, okay okay cool wow yeah I would be so nervous to like walk into an audition audition it's it's, it can definitely be like very stressful although now they're doing a lot of virtual auditions Mm, and self-tapes that kind of thing and for like first steps Um, yeah so it's a little bit less stressful yeah but it also uh, at the same time it's also like you have to know how to work on camera Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like it, it's a, if you're going into acting it's unavoidable yeah. that you're gonna have to perform in front of people Correct. obviously so it makes sense but I'm trying to think about myself and like never having a background in acting that would be mm-hmm. like something that I'm like oh wow to see that that would be oh yeah see myself do that I feel like I'd be impressed with myself I think I got really good at it doing a, t- a bunch of interviews for Rio Mm. I got really comfortable with the camera and being in yeah. front of the camera. Okay. And so I think that took away a little bit of the nerves associated with it mm-hmm. in a way. Um, yeah. But, and I also just, I don't know, I, this sounds so conceited, but I love like being the center. <laughs> I love you for being honest about it. It sounds so, so like funny. conceited and everything, but I love just like having the spotlight on me and performing. That's so funny. Oh my Which gosh. You would Jenny. never necessarily know from like meeting me yeah you wouldn't like I'm I'm very like humble and I like to kind of but like hot dog you give me that microphone and like I can't sing for my life but I would sure make a show out of it yeah oh my god that's so funny okay 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 so (laughs) this is this is an interesting dynamic because I grew up singing so like I can carry a (laughs) tune and I hate when the spotlight is on me and I yeah it so it you're I think turning it, a little red right now I am I know I know I'm like <laughs> matching my shirt a little bit because like so if I it feels very like conceited and mm-hmm. because I'm like oh like because I think I grew up and like I was told like oh I have a good voice I can yeah. like perform I think it was like oh my god now that like I'm told that I am like good mm-hmm. now being on stage I was like but I don't want this attention And so it's a weird dynamic because when I get it, I'm like "Ah," flustered unless it's like under my own circumstances, circumstances, which is so weird. So like if I'm like mentally in the space to like be ready to perform and like I know I'm going to perform, I'm like dialed in and I love it. Yeah. But if if someone like hands me a microphone and is like, okay, go sing. I'm like, absolutely not. I hate that. Like I it has to be under my own. Well, see, it's interesting that you say that because like. I say that about like singing Mm -hmm. um, like because I can't I'm not 
very good at singing. Like mm. I used to play instruments so I can hold a tune. Um, yeah. but I just, I'm not a trained singer. Um, yeah. but when it comes to coxing, mm. something I'm really good at, I get almost the same way as you in a way, like I can okay. do it. I can perform under pressure. I can do it without mm -hmm. preparation and everything, but I almost become more self-conscious yeah. um, because it's something that I'm good at. And I'm like, like the self-doubt creeps in so much faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like, cause you know that there's mm -hmm. like a standard yeah. of like, oh, I know what I can do or like, mm -hmm. I know what I've practiced for. And then, so it's like yeah. to add the nerves of performing on top yeah. of that, it's like, oh, am I not going to hit my expectation that That's exactly other people it. have that I have? Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. a funny realization. So maybe acting because I know, like I have no expectations. You could probably maybe. do it. You have no expectations. Like why yeah. not? Yeah. No? You're convincing me to do it, honestly. <laughs> um, no. So like, that's, that's something that I think is interesting and like to actually explain it to someone like, because mm -hmm. like friends will be, or like family will be like oh my god saying I'm like it's a it's more than that because like if you it's, put me yeah. on the spot I'm not the person to like grab the microphone and be like okay and start doing it I'm like mm -hmm. no no like please don't make me do this um so it has yeah. to be on my own terms yeah it's 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 kind of like if someone were to say oh can you like cox me mm -hmm. now like and like we're not in a boat we're not like anything like that I'm like no <laughs> okay yeah it like, like feels do weird you want the demonic voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no I know exactly what you mean like oh my gosh that is yeah because coxing is like performing with your voice it it's is. just another it's another yeah. rendition of yeah of it okay so I want to walk through now like Rio and especially you mm -hmm. said Rio you think um like prepped you for being comfortable in front of cameras like what yeah. was the media kind of like because I feel like that's something we don't as us we haven't chatted about but I feel like I don't really get like an insider scoop on like what that's actually like with like interviews so and everything. it's way so Paralympics at the time of Rio and still a little bit were way different than mm -hmm. Olympics um, yeah. when it came to media okay so basically uh, they, uh, they, there are certain broadcasting rights um, and that specific broadcaster chooses what to air and what not to air, what to film and what not to film. Um, mm. And so rowing didn't actually get broadcast in the U.S. Um, yeah. for Rio. So nobody okay. could see my race. We That's didn't. A... We had one media person oh. there and it was the U.S. rowing media person. Okay. Um, and that was it. If you want to medal at the Olympics... You mm -hmm. would have swarms of media people on you. Well, maybe not swarms. I don't know. I've never been to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. But I imagine, like, I've heard people say, if you win a medal, you better go get yourself an agent mm, Okay. from the Olympics. But yeah. if you win a medal in the Paralympics, it's like, great mm -hmm. um, okay. kind of thing. And so that's how it was in Rio. Like, there was some media before we left, and we actually got media training prior to going to Rio. Mm. Um, but in Rio there was nothing yeah um, it was just kind of like and even like I as a coxswain I don't technically have to have a classifiable disability to be in the mm -hmm. boat okay. um so I'm at the Paralympics more looked at like a guide runner is as an athlete competition partner versus an actual athlete wait say that again so, so uh, guide runners aren't yeah. technically athletes so they don't get all the media privileges that the athletes oh. get oh and so a rower okay so it's yeah it's less less privilege mm, for and being so that's how I was uh, in interesting okay okay I didn't get like all the little stamps on my credentials that the athlete got and it said athlete competition partner not athlete oh okay that's a weird yes that's a very weird distinction I feel it, like it when you get to that level is. And they were like, yeah. well, if anybody from the media wants to talk to you, like, we'll get you in somehow. Mm. But it's like, it's rowing and... Yeah, it's rowing. <laughs> yeah. You get one medal for every games. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to earn multiple medals in rowing. Yeah. Which is also really kind of frustrating because the multiple medals are the people that get shown in the media. Yeah. And get the, like, glory. Um, and not saying, like, yeah, glory would be great. I mean, we did get a silver, not a gold. That's a whole different story. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's still just kind of that um, equity and equality that is frustrating mm -hmm. when it comes to media. And even in Rio, there used to be an, an 
in unequal metal payout. Um, so oh, wait, so Olympians. okay, so unequitable in with yeah, give us like the breakdown. Yeah, of where so like Olympians in Rio for a silver mm -hmm. medal got fifteen thousand dollars per silver medal they got. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um, and twenty five thousand per gold medal they got. Mm. Okay. Paralympians in Rio got thirty five hundred for a silver medal and five thousand for a gold. Oh my god. Um, and uh, there was a huge hoopla after Rio. I'm like, sure. A ton of advocacy, <laughs> which is shocking that it only occurred after Rio. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, is that like a traditional? Is that like air quotes what was standard historically? Yeah, that's Not that it's standard. right, but okay. Yeah, that okay. was standard. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's shocking that it only happened after Rio. Yeah. But basically, there was a ton of advocacy that happened. And um, in October of 2018, it got equalized, uh, mm, equal medal okay. payout, uh, retroactive to the 2018 games um, ah, okay. and moving forward. So now every okay. Paralympian earns what an Olympian earns for a medal. The okay. media is still not quite the same, um, but it's getting there. Okay. Well... I don't want to applaud because there's still progress to be made there, but at least there is yeah. enough advocacy and progress mm -hmm. that now it's equal payout after. Yeah. So it was for the 2018 winter Correct. games and then onward. Okay. Correct. Wow. So Damn. I didn't get to benefit from it, but, mm -hmm. but okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure glad that people do. Yeah. Yeah. If it can't be for you, then at least other people yeah. who will, you know, are sitting in your spot now i'm Perfect. sure yeah okay and then so the media coverage isn't the same still it's still not the same mm -hmm. um it's getting better with more media hours that kind of thing mm -hmm. and but it's still not like it's it's just not as like i mean percep public perception is getting yeah. better media mm -hmm. is getting better but it's definitely not equal. yeah okay okay so can I ask you then, like, so I'm relating this to what I know, which is college athletics. And yeah. so, like, the hierarchy of athletics in terms yes. of, like, the sport that you played and, like, the status. And there's definitely that, too. Okay. Okay. So that plays into it as well. Because yeah. I imagine, I mean, I'm sure it's, like, even it goes down to, like, inner sport, right? Like, Michael Phelps, yeah. who is, like, it's I feel like the Olympian that everyone thinks about is, like, right. even in people with his teammates, like, Ryan... Oh, Lottie. God. La yeah. Um, yeah. Which I know, like, he had his, like, little um, term trimester. Yeah, his little, his little yeah. scandal. But, <laughs> like, it even, it goes down to, like, even the athlete. So I imagine, like, on a blown up mm -hmm. scale between Paralympics, Olympics. Oh, yeah. Your sport, your yeah. role in your sport. Like, all of that is. Yep. It's absolutely. Um, and it very often um is has a lot to do with how many medals you can win at a games um okay. that sort of like you see a lot of the famous olympians and paralympians are able to win multiple medals okay like they can like track and field you can enter into multiple distances mm. multiple events swimming same thing yeah. why isn't and that a thing multiple with medals yeah um, and so it tends to be those people um although with that being said there are still some single medal olympians and paralympians that have gotten kind of publicity mm -hmm. uh, per se but i do think that it's definitely between sports within sports and um, that kind of thing okay okay that's super interesting because like i think about rowing and like in in competition except for the olympics really mm -hmm. i don't know worlds maybe you can enter in different um races Worlds you can enter in different okay so similar like so more than one it's yeah. not optimal but you can okay cool so uh, like in worlds and collegiate at least you can mm -hmm. be like you have multiple heats most of the time so like yeah even if it's weird because olympics you only have yeah. the one potential but then like collegiate a weekend we were racing three times yeah a weekend if not sometimes four and like yeah. you get switched around in boats and like so, you know, sometimes people even race mm -hmm. more, which probably isn't, you know, the best, but like you can have like the doubles, the, um, mm -hmm. like a double singles, um, pair 
fours, quad, yeah. eights. So like, I wonder why that hasn't translated to rowing yet. Do you have like I any idea as to why that would be or why that my is? My initial thought is just the fact that like in rowing, it's such a physically intensive physiological sport mm-hmm. that yeah. I mean, I once heard a 2K, 2000 meter race referred to like playing two back-to-back one-on-one basketball games mm-hmm. physiologically. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like eight because I feel like I saw that same stat. I don't know. Okay. That, was, that was a long time ago that I heard that. So that might have been updated at this point um, yeah. for all I know. But you kind of get the idea of it. Um, It's so physiologically exhausting yeah. to row one 2K. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also why they have days separating the 2Ks and the races because it's it's not going to produce the fastest yeah. boat if you race one right after another after another mm-hmm. and yeah so when you get to the olympics or paralympics you really don't want to have anyone doubling up yeah okay um, because you're racing for like this is like the end all to be all sort of of sporting events for you yeah as a rower and mm-hmm. like you want your boat to do the best it can possibly do and yeah. i don't think there's one human out there that would be able to do two back-to-back 2ks like Fossey. Oh. Uh-oh. and no. perform equally in both of those two cases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's especially at this high of level. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many people to choose from too, that it's like, you don't need to double up to create these super fast boats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I agree. Like I would not yeah. be able to, even like when they were saying day races, like if you had a morning 2k mm-hmm. and an afternoon 2k, oh God, that afternoon 2k it's was horrible. like, it was like you were rowing in like tar, like to have to I warm know. your body back up. And then like the next morning, terrible, terrible stuff. I um, remember uh-huh. we had, when I was in college, um, I started out as a rower actually. And, yes. And... I think I, I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So I started out as a rower in my novice crew boat at division three college sort of thing. And, and by the end of the season, uh, by the end of the spring season, I made the varsity boat. Yeah. So at our like mid Atlantic championships, I rode in both the novice boat and the varsity boat in the same day. (laughs) (laughs) How different were those races though? As a novice, like my first year ever (laughs) rowing. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm just going to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big battle. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. Um, yeah, I would love to see, I mean, the traditional race for rowing is a 2k, but like, I think it would be so fun to have like 500 meter sprints in the Olympics. I think it'd be so much more interesting too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause then that's, that's like one average, probably 130 ish, like 140, whatever. Yeah. Um, so they actually just shortened the LA games. Oh, did they? They're at 1500 for the LA 2028 games. Whoa. Is that a 2k? No, 1500 meters. Oh, okay. So they're doing both. No, they're not doing a 2k. (gasps) Wow. Because okay, I so guess the course that they're using is only good for 1500 meters, but it's like the best course they can have. Interesting. In that area. Yeah. Oh, so okay. they voted on it and they're doing 1500 for 2028. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, I would always, I feel like love to row 1500 instead of 2k. So yeah. happy for those rowers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that damn. Okay. Maybe we'll start to see like, maybe we'll open up doors. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like every sport you want to at least give some potential to have multiple medals. If that's what equates to like pay and sponsorships and media coverage, like, you know, or we readjust how we look at athletes Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how we look at great successful athletes. Mm -hmm. Like what does it mean to be a great athlete? Yeah. In the U S does it always mean to win a gold medal, win multiple gold medals? Mm-hmm. or is there some other definition that we can come up with um, that equates to greatness yeah do you have like have you done some like thinking around that of what you if like no made, I just kind of made, made it up right now one? yeah I okay. just kind of made it up right now off yeah. the top of my head um, I, I could it. probably like throw something out there but like <laughs> yeah get think about it take like five to ten business okay. days and then get back to me <laughs> okay totally okay no that's awesome like I would love to see like some some standards switch it up a little bit make it interesting you know like maybe it's like volunteer based and like fan based and like Mm -hmm. engage fan engagement like who can engage 
I don't know, and perform and like, yeah. like the whole package, not just mm-hmm. like that sort of mm-hmm. growing hard for lack of a better term yeah, um, or yeah, like yeah. physical performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, maybe maybe we'll come up with a proposal and then we'll, we'll, do we'll give it to the committee. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like fun. And then we'll like create our own nonprofit around it. And yeah. Like, oh my god, we got this. And Amazing. then we'll have talk shows galore. Yes. Oh my god, our yeah. this vision is aligning. It's coming to fruition. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. Um. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about like your advocacy. What it was like to like. If you could give a little bit of a background, we've been obviously talking about how you went to Rio and um, yeah. were on was on the Paralympic team in 2016. Mm-hmm. So can you give like a little bit more um, of a background to how you got to be on the Paralympic team, like what that meant to you, kind of all that journey? I've heard it, but I want the audience to hear it. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll say some stuff that you haven't heard. Um, yes. Oh, my God. I don't know me. what you haven't heard, but we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, you so know. basically my main, like, I've always wanted to go to the games as mm-hmm. an athlete, like always. Um, and to let everybody know, when I was six years old, I saw Nancy Kerrigan on TV when she was mm. six years old. Oh. Um, or, sorry, when I was six years old, I saw Nancy Kerrigan on TV. Yeah. And she said that she was six years old when she started figure skating. I figured, and my first yeah. <laughs> thought as a six-year-old was, oh my God, I still have a chance. Let me get into the mm, sport. Yeah. That was my first thought as a six-year-old. Wow. Um, and so it's just been like ingrained in me that I've always wanted to do this, like watching the gymnasts growing up and like, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do something related to Olympics, Paralympics. Um, and I mean, through high school, I was queen of the marching band, that kind of thing. Like I, I love was it. pretty cool. I <laughs> very like studious and led the band my senior year and had a blast but mm-hmm. Bryn Mawr didn't have a marching band mm. they didn't have a softball team okay and and those were my two like sports quote unquote in high school yes I do consider types of marching band a sport uh, and my heart rate got up there guys just <laughs> letting y'all know um, inform the we people. were high-stepping think like Ohio State marching band mm-hmm. okay gotcha or Ohio marching band that's that was us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's. Yeah, it can get really competitive. My sister was in marching right. bands in high yeah. school, so like I know it well. Yeah, it can get yeah. really. It's yeah, it's like dance or like. It like, is. It totally yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, so I went to Bryn Mawr and I was going to play soccer because I had done that before high school. Mm, um, okay. And I reached out to the coach, and she was like, "Oh, you reached out too late. It'll be an extra hundred dollars for preseason training." Excuse and me. I was like, no. For that. <laughs> no. No. So, I was like, well, what sports can I walk on to at Bryn Mawr? And it was either badminton or rowing. Mm, of course. And those... <laughs> and of I course, lo- those two are fair. badminton. It's a winter sport, really. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted like an outdoor sport. Um, and so I walked onto the rowing team as mm-hmm. a rower. Um, and then uh, after my sophomore year, I actually injured myself during my sophomore year and switched over to coxing. Mm. Okay. Um, which is how I got into the coxing position. Gotcha. Um, and just kind of it's been very like up and down with everything to do with rowing um but basically um I had a coach my summer coach um who kind of and this sounds horrible but he basically groomed me um and then professed his love to me oh uh, okay so I did not know this okay yeah wow yeah um and uh, I was supposed to coach again with him that summer um and I uh obviously decided not to coach again with him that summer um Mm -hmm. but was like it was probably April and I was going into my senior year of college wow and I was like what am I gonna do um and so I ended up um, applying to pre-elite clubs okay and one of them was in Philadelphia Vesper Boat Club and I got in Vesper (laughs) yeah with like (laughs) And I had only been coxing at that point for a year and a half and rowing for a year mm-hmm. and a half. And I somehow got into Vesper Boat Club from a division three school. Like I have no clue how, mm-hmm. but I took full advantage of it. So I coxed yeah. like the master's team in the morning, the pre-elite, went to work all day at the Philadelphia Zoo and then uh, <sighs> went and coxed pre-elite in the evening. I used to want to be you a were- man. Okay. You worked in the zoo? So I worked That's- at a couple zoos. Okay. Um, yeah. That could be a whole other episode. Okay. <laughs> Another little okay. part of my history. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know that either. I'm keeping tabs. But um, so basically, uh, 
that summer, I went to Masters Nationals, which is kind of like a race, a master's race, which is for people over the age of 27, we'll say, usually 21 and over, sometimes some races, 27 and over all races. Okay. Um, so people out of college, mm-hmm. basically, that still want to keep racing. Yeah. Um, I went to Masters Nationals, and this woman hopped into my stroke seat. And yeah. the coach of our team was like, listen to whatever she says. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. He, he knew, yeah. So she was talking to me up the entire way up the course, like during warm up. And I was like, can you just like shut up? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I didn't say that to her, but I wanted yeah. to. Uh, and this was my dialogue within my head. And we get done with the race. She's like, hey, that was really good. Can I get your name and number? And I was like, sure, I'll clock for Vesper again. Like that was fun. Um, and two weeks later, I get an email from her and she's like, hi, I'm the adaptive national team coach. And I want you to come try out. Wow. Damn. Um, and so I went to a couple of development camps in 2009 and 2000, spring of 2010, and then tried out in 2010 uh, for the adaptive national team. Okay. And made the team. Wow. And went to New Zealand that year. And that was my first time on a national team. Um, mm-hmm. And then I actually didn't um, make it in 2011 and 2012. And which was really, really challenging and really hard for me uh, mentally. Like Mm -hmm. it was just horrible. Um, And I feel like it's so weird, but so in 2012, like I was devastated after not making it to the Paralympics. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is all like, I was absolutely like, I had to have my dad fly down to Charlottesville, Virginia and drive me home because I was too afraid of what would happen if I drove myself home. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, fall of 20, needless to say, I also didn't go back to my hometown because I was too embarrassed. Mm, yeah, I went I'm to sure. my host family. Uh, um, okay. Because I was too embarrassed to go back to my hometown. Nobody would have cared, mm-hmm. but I was too embarrassed to do it. Yeah. At that point, though, it's, you know, you're telling yourself like mm-hmm. everyone is like totally right. consumed by this and they're like, so yeah, yeah they're so disappointed. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I kind of went out to Michigan that summer for a camp and a rowing camp and like just live was living day to day basically and um, until I got to this massive race that happens in Boston every year called Head of the Charles mm-hmm. and while I was at Head of the Charles I saw two of my totally blind athletes um, wow. who I'd become friends with and so I started talking with them and I was like yeah I don't know if I want to get back into high performance training like and I and they were like, Jenny, stop. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they're like, we can hear a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're right. I am smiling. Mm-hmm. And it was that moment that I realized how much I actually love training and mm. love competing. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of the defining moment to my deciding to get back on the horse. Um, mm. So I literally went down to, I was living in Mercer in the time near the women's training center went up to the head coach of the women's team as he was walking into the I was doing coxing the master's team yeah not the national team yeah and so I went up to the head coach of the women's team who's like this storied coach like won multiple Olympic gold medals with his uh-huh. teams walked up to him as he's walking into the like boathouse and I go excuse me Tom <laughs> I'm trying to meet people no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm here to meet people no but this is like I li- I was like Hi, my name's Jenny. I was on the team in 2010 for the adaptive national team. Didn't make it last year. And I want to get back on the horse. Do you mind if I ride the launch with you? Wow. And he let me. Damn. Mad respect Um, for you doing that and like (laughs) shooting your shot. It it was just like, and he let me ride the launch with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, come December, I moved down to Oklahoma. And the coach from those games got fired or let go. Better way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I moved down to Oklahoma um, because that's where what was left of the team was. Yeah. Um, Trained with them down there. And then in 2013, um, it moved up to Boston. The boat Mm. moved up to Boston. Yeah. And and so I came, tried out in 2013 and made the team. Wow. Um, And then. And that was the start of basically everything in my career with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, made the team in 2013, 2013 through 2018, won five silver medals with the team. One of those being Paralympic. Wow. So, wow. That's and I can what... tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I have to ahead. tell you first. Yeah. My motto is that I'm a viewer of the gold lining because I'm done with silver. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like I've won way too many silvers. So I view the gold lining now. Yeah. Okay. 
I love that. No, I think there's like so many, thank you for sharing like and walking yeah. me through it. I know it's like kind of reverse what I normally do, like walk us through your background, but it was, it's um, all good. great either way of like hearing you go through all of those like peaks and valleys, I think is so valuable because it's easy to just look at someone who has a medal or, mm-hmm. you know, goes to arguably like the gains, right? Like you, yeah. it is the pinnacle of athleticism whether or not that should change, but like that is, you think of like athletes, the elite Olympics. And so, um, and both games, I want to say like both Paralympic and Olympic, because Mm -hmm. hearing you like talk through all of that, I think is super motivating and like acknowledging like, oh, I was really low and I needed, you know, those good friends of yours to be like, "Mm -mm." like we're calling you out your BS. Yeah. Yeah. Like they knew that it was really important to you to be able to perform and compete and train at such a high level Mm -hmm. that they knew you weren't going to give up. Um, I think there's so many little tidbits that people can take with them from that. And I even know, so my high school coach, um, one of them, she reached out to me after she saw that I was on a panel with you and she was like, oh my God this is so cool. You're talking like to Jenny. Cause she's a, um, oh a Paralympian and her, her daughter, um, yeah. she wants to be a Paralympian as well. And so oh my God. she was like, she is like, I am so like, she's like, I'm so <laughs> invested in this. Like, so she even was like, this is so powerful. Just seeing like, so you know, cool. it's like a friend of a friend, right? Yeah. And her yeah. daughter is like, it, I think her daughter is maybe six right now. So like oh very young, God. but like the same age, That's I think awesome, that, you were, that you were, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, like, shout out oh Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like, that's why I wanted to ask. Cause I'm sure like every step of the way, like even with mm-hmm. my own journey of like for better, or for worse, you find yourself on the path that you find oh, yourself you totally in. Do. And yeah. yeah. And so like, what did it mean for you to be able to compete and like have those like achieve I guess that goal that you would like mm-hmm. knew at six years old that you wanted to achieve like what does that mean to you and like be able to represent like the U.S. and yourself and like all of your you know accomplishments making me start to cry <laughs> <laughs> just think think about the good times think about the talk shows no you can cry oh no Please. that's what I'm saying like oh, okay. it means yeah. so much it meant so much to me and to be able to do that and Mm -hmm. even now my goal is to really use my platform and Mm -hmm. to help make the world a little bit better yeah um as much as I can and it's just it's one of those things like I'm not like a super famous athlete or anything um but if I can even change one person's perspective Mm -hmm. I mean you got that check that off right like (laughs) Amanda my coach shout her out daughter Colby so Um, yeah Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with growing. <laughs> yeah, I'm it. done with everything. I'm just going to chill out now. You're good. You can retire. Yeah. Maybe some whiskey. Yep. You deserve it. You've earned it. No. That's, no, yeah, but it's that's great. It, it really, like, I think at the time, I still don't quite comprehend what I've done um, mm-hmm. and the effect that I've had both on myself and others, I think. And, yeah. and I'm not sure I ever will fully comprehend that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like it's cool to think about but I also it it doesn't feel like I'm anything different like mm-hmm. I'm just me. you're still Jenny <laughs> yeah I'm still yeah. this like quirky like silly fun person that's just like oh hey I'm your next door neighbor mm-hmm. like, it's like sometimes I think about like I'll go sit at the bar and I'll be like like I'm not anything here I'm a person that's just having a drink mm. um, and that's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's also nice to like be recognized and have people uh, know who you are and that sort of thing. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been amazing. Yeah. That's nice that you kind of describe like that middle ground of like, when you want to be recognized, you like can be, but then when you also mm-hmm. want to just like, live your life and be in a bar and drink like a beer or something you can kind of have that like there's more choice there I think of like oh yeah you know like in a certain audience like you'd be very recognizable in other audiences you wouldn't and that's nice that you get to kind of choose and fluctuate based off Mm -hmm. of like what you need yeah that's a really cool aspect yeah Yeah. I definitely like 
I don't know, my first instinct is I've actually had to teach myself like to disclose that I'm a Paralympian and silver medalist Mm. Um, because my first instinct is not to brag about myself. Right. Um, Yeah. Like I really don't enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly like it's really hard for me to be like yeah I like being in the spotlight I'm really good at it mm-hmm. I really like I'm I it feels so like I'm getting anxious just doing that <laughs> right now yeah um, but it's just like it's like I don't know I feel like I just I want people to realize that and I think that's also why I don't get starstruck mm. like celebrities are people yeah um, we're all of the same species, whether mm-hmm. or not we want that to be the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether or not we recognize it, we are. For better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just going on this journey has really meant a lot to me, but also grounded me in a way too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful note to end on. I know we're up at time. Um <laughs> That's yeah, this has been so fun. I learned good job. I learned stuff that I haven't learned about (laughs) you yet. Um, mainly being your, um, passion and success for acting and networking. So (laughs) all, um, all accolades to you for that. Um, but no, really, I, I love that we've like been able to cross paths so many times. Um, Mm -hmm. it truly is a joy that athletes for hope connected us and that we get to chat and, um, get to learn from each other. So thank you for making the time. Cause I know it's been, um, just schedules, making them work. It's been a lot of fun. No, absolutely. Um, and shout out to Jimmy Kimmel, if you want, um, (laughs) well, you need to get more Paralympians on your show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. I'll send him that clip. (laughs) And I'll be like, Just like look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to me now here, Jimmy. <laughs> I know is... what you need. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like anything to do with anything, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I think. And you <laughs> should take my opinion into consideration. Yeah. Okay. Also, you gave me a shirt size that was like an XL. Oh. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. Do you still have that shirt? I do. Okay. I wear yeah. it to bed sometimes. Okay, good. Yeah, at least it's, it's a good bed shirt. Soft. There you go. <gasps> Lovely. It's like it's like super, super big. And I'm okay. not a very big person. No, yeah. You probably and don't I'm need so an XL. I kinda I could make it into a dress. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, I love that. Well, a Jimmy Kimmel dress. Perfect note to end on. That's <laughs> what everybody wants. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much again, Jenny. It was so fun. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Of course. My pleasure. Always. Always. Thank you.